And look at that slouch you have. I mean, how often you get to do that in public? You know, this is a drill. Got the legs crossed, you know what I mean? All yeah. of that. Word. Pleasure uh, to be on your you podcast, man. Congrats on everything y'all are doing. Pleasure oh, uh, to be on your podcast. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Where, where are you? I am in my um, condo in Atlanta, downtown, kind of Old Fourth Ward. Um, okay, yeah, great yeah. location. You know, I, I do want my man cave eventually, but uh, it's a great location. I love Old Fourth Ward. And uh, I could walk to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I could walk to oh, nice. Pond City Market, Crock Street, Martin Luther King site. So many places I could just walk to. So it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Yeah, that's awesome. I've never done it. Like, I've, like, I've had a layover at the airport. That's it. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That we're going to have to change that, though. Yeah, for real. Yeah. For I real, mean, man. We only got a few rules on this show, man. Um, obviously, if you want a beer, you can drink a beer. Cause we're we're going to drink beer. Uh, Already I doing that. Heard. Rule number one. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, look at that. And that fancy glass, too. Um, also, I like the tulip taster. Yeah, that was a, that's <laughs> And it's like, uh, I think it's about six ounces. So every sip is a refreshing one, and you go back to the well. So I really... Do big glassware. <laughs> People look at me crazy and shit when I go to restaurants. I don't know yeah. if cursing is one of your. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That was the next rule. Like, that was the next you, thing. You, you say whatever you say. Whatever you okay. Say. okay. All right. That's what's up. Good. You got the right person. But like yeah, when I go to restaurants and stuff, um, I always ask for a wine glass and they're like, you order beer. I said, wine glass, please. So I make mm -hmm. sure to pour the beer first a lot of times so I get the same amount. But then I just. You know, I like to stick the picky up when I have my brews. So that's the way it is. Yeah, her. That's fancy. Her. Or All right, next rule. Oh, what are you drinking, by the way? Um, I'm in season, man. I'm drinking the um Sierra Nevada Celebration. It's okay, um, I'm a big fresh hop guy. Um, IPAs yeah. all day, and this one is phenomenal, and it's really, really cost effective. And Sierra Nevada really killed this. So it's yeah, hard to get a fresh hop IPA that's uh, mass distributed and still yeah. super fresh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. we're not quite sure. We uh, <laughs> we don't know. It's an unlabeled can. Yeah, a little beer karma. We know we know it's a. We, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a, either a border stout. But uh, the last, you know, sometimes we go on location to breweries and they, they they load us up with shit, and sometimes they no label on. That's <laughs> so, right. So, so you know, we think we know which brewery, but we're not sure. Yeah, so it's it's one of two here in Kansas. City, so. so a lot of times those are either low fills, uh, which is cool yeah. because if you yeah, have yeah. them right away, then you're good. Or right. um, th those might be. Things that might not be out yet or have the full label production and they show you all yeah. that much love to get it to you first. But yeah, I hate that when it be in the fridge. I'm like, damn, was this an IPA I'm supposed to drink immediately? Or is this a style? Or is this a, a sour <laughs> well, that's gonna know. explode? <laughs> you know? and, and, and well, I thought it was gonna be that IPA from uh City Barrel. Yeah, but it's not. But it's not. But you know, anytime I get an unlabeled can, I can't always think of Mac Mac Brewing. Oh yeah, jeez. <laughs> Good Lord, he might kick my ass. Yeah, he gave he gave us he sent us some unlabeled cans, and you know he has that IPA that he just calls IPA. That double barrel, but it's a double IPA. <laughs> Y'all lit. You're like, damn yeah, it! I was, trying to be, I was trying to be all responsible and, and ease my way into it because yeah, I know that I know that deal. Yeah. Well, should we get started? We are. We should. We should do this thing. Oh, we didn't start yet. <laughs> <laughs> Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design, promo products, and print. 
See what Dyer Oil Graphics can build for you at DyerOil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com. Shout out, to our, shout out to our favorite Uber driver who, who did that voiceover for us, Jonathan. <laughs> Hope you're right. out there listening. <laughs> uh, welcome to Beers with Nigel. It's a show about beer and other stuff. And other stuff. Um, and shout out to our one sponsor, Tire uh, World Graphics. They're a sticker sponsor. We got a lot of stickers out there, and they have produced I don't know how many thousands. I, I, I don't know, but they are everywhere. And they're all over the world. People, I, you know, I love our people who take stickers and put them uh, wherever they are. And if you didn't know, this is the Kansas City Best Local Podcast, according to the pitch voters this year. So, uh, right there. Yeah. Oh, we, right know, there. We, got, we got our new plaque. We, we got, got our plaque this got week. Our plaque today. We <laughs> really. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the show, all the way from the ATL, Al Sharpton. What's up, man? Man, this is dope. Good to be on there, man. Win all yes, these awards sir. and stuff. I feel honored. Yes. <laughs> Trust us. Trust, trust me. The honor is ours. I've been trying to get you for probably two years. I feel like this yeah. is a big get. No, this is the, this is one of the big fish. This is so. a get. This is one of the big fish. So, you know, we I appreciate, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, for those who don't know, who is Ale Sharpton? You asking me? I mean, I know what I do already. You know, I know the brand. I know the person. Look, he's, he's wanting a much better introduction than that. He's just going to wait. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> uh wow, that's always a I don't know why it was a yeah, that's a tough fun one. one to, a fun one to answer. Um yeah. L Sharpton is um a studium a pseudonym I embraced uh and created at two in the morning when I really wanted to get serious about branding. I'm a marketing guy and I'm a hip hop head, and I kind of fused the two already being a journalist. And um, doing influencer shit way before there was an influencer or social media. And I knew there was, um, I don't know how far to go. But Ale Sharp is my pseudonym for a, a beer writer, influencer, uh, a person who uh, says blazed the trail for not only black people in the industry, but people in general who wanted to make beer a lot more than just a person sipping it, but more of a lifestyle kind of culture I brought into it from the very, very beginning. And um, it's been going on for 20 plus years. Um, a lot of people say I need to start recognizing the fact that I'm one of the first, um, I get not only influencers and beyond social media, but like beer writers, period, let alone yeah. black, um, to help set the stage for a lot of uh, people um, after me, which I, I really take an honor in doing. Somebody had to do it first, right? So I have no yeah. problem doing that. Um, so were you, were you already doing beer writing or is it just, were you? You got the name and then to move into it, or were you already doing it? When I when I I'd be I was a journalist first in hip hop, so I was writing for like Double XL and the Source and stuff like that, and um, even like I was getting my hustle on. I even wrote for like Planned Parenthood at one time, just to um, put on. The, <laughs> you know what I mean? They had a section for teenagers to talk about cool things and get their mind off of a lot of other things that are about whatever they're going through or or. I hate to say abortion stuff like that, but I was helping to be a guide to help them learn about other things of what it is to be a teenager. And that could be music and me interviewing a lot of uh, rappers, especially uh, uh, what they're going through and how it is being a teenager. So there's a lot of cool things with that, that I embrace that. But uh, major magazines, um, I started a magazine, uh, co-started one called Cypher. I was all over the place, just writing for a lot of people, getting my hustle on. When I left Cornell University, um, 
it was I'm a hotelie and I wanted my dream of, of owning my own club or my own, yeah. uh, maybe a restaurant or such. And then I actually started working in that industry and I knew that working behind the scenes and uh, owning a restaurant, you have to live that 24 yeah. seven. And I, I like to be the person to write about it, uh, give them love and talk about how hard it is to do those type of things. So I started getting in journalism. I never really thought I would. Um, yeah, I was a major marketing at Cornell and uh, in the hotel school. But I, I always got A's in my classes, but never thought I was a writer until I was like, you know what? A magazine approached me, said if I wanted to write, and I just caught the bug, and I started writing, especially about things I love. That will be cars, hip-hop, travel. But I know that um, the beer industry at that time, I'm talking mid-'90s, I'm telling myself, but mid-'90s, um, there was nothing going on um, in terms of really kind of cool lifestyle ways to embrace the industry and the beer industry which i love that's the only beverage i've, I've always drank and i was like there's a, there's a there's a there's a void here that i think i need to fill and the only black person when i started doing this is the internet was just starting to get popping by the way um <laughs> we're, we're all logging on to netscape and aol yeah right 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 isn't that damn annoying noise and all that but Lexus, lexus and all that shit. so i um found of one brother who was doing it and that was uh garrett oliver yeah and so um i knew i would meet him one day and i said okay i'm about to set it a whole different way because his vibe and beer would be a lot different the way i would do my stuff but it was it was like there was a void that needed to be filled especially for people of color and i was like i'm gonna take this song but i need to create a name that would be catchy. Dennis Malcolm Byron sounds like a law firm. I always joke about that. That's my real name. <laughs> you know, I love giving a shout out to my dad. Thanks for being a junior. And then Malcolm X, of course, I'm named after her in the middle. But at the same time, I need something that's marketable. And I thought about it and I had a blunt in um, uh, Brooklyn Black Chocolate Stout. Shout out to Garrett Oliver. And at that night, at two in the morning, I came up with the name Ale Sharpton. Ale's your first original beer. And then it was, and then Sharpton is just kind of shows that it's a play on somebody who is a, uh, a, a leader in civil rights and paving a way for that. I'm going to be the ambassador and the right. one that paved the way for beer. That's right. That's right. That's fantastic. Um, we got to ask the question. You said you've always been drinking beer. What, what, what about beer? And what were you drinking back in the day before you discovered, <laughs> you know, like really, really good beer? Real you know, shit. What, what were you drinking? Um, I love that question because I was always the only one. See, with beer, my uncle gave me a sip when I was six. And he thought I would spit it out and say how gross it is. He's going to be like, he had his boys and shit. And he was like 18. He was like, yo, watch this. He's going to watch him gonna taste his beer. And I tasted it. And I was already familiar with the smell because my my, my uncles kicked it hard all the time at parties all the yeah. time. I always knew the smell. So, you know, you could taste beer through smell. So it wasn't that much of a dramatic difference. Um, when I tried, I said, oh, I like it. That's what I'm going to drink when I'm your age. He's like, damn it. I thought you were going to it out. <laughs> sure enough, uh, senior year of high school, I started uh, trying different beer. Of course, mowing lawns is not going to pay for the real extravagant stuff that was out there. Not yeah. that there was anything crazy out there yeah. at that time. Um, and so um, I loved the way beer was always marketed because I was always in the sports. I had a lot of relatives who played uh, professional football. So those commercials were always beer commercials. And I didn't yeah. really like light and stuff like that, but Lone Brow always caught me. So I oh, thought man. I was that dude that bring yeah. me a Lone Brow to parties and everybody else was drinking coolers and all that. Yeah. I had the Lone Brow six and I was chilling. I had the foil, the packaging was sick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It was that blue. And then I started um 
And then, of course, when money wasn't that great, I was started getting forties, and that was OE. So I had that, but I was like, "Yo, this got to be better stuff than this." OE's yeah. making me want to fight and get in all kind of, <laughs> you know, kick it with women I would never kick it with if I wasn't yeah. on the OE. And I was, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, "Let me try some more quality stuff." So then I went from like Michelob and Genuine Draft to yeah. Hoppy, and then when I met Sierra Nevada, I was like, "Wow, this hot profile thing is crazy." And then that was yeah. it. Always beer. Yep. That, that's... I'm trying to figure out when, when was that when Sierra Nevada kind of hit? That was like late, late 80s. Late 90s? Late 80s. Oh, was it yeah. 80s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was one. That was one you know, we, we always joke, you know, before it was called craft, it was called premium. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> they, they were, you know, because you had to make a load with the foil and all that. Yeah, shit, you know man. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's crazy. You know, I, you know when, when Sierra's, you know, craft, I mean, when this. Started calling that maybe ten years ago, twelve years ago. Yeah, because you know? even like here in KC when Boulevard first came out, it, it was not it, it wasn't called craft beer. beer. Right. It was right. a micro brew. You know what? You're right. It was this micro brew. Micro brew. That, that was the thing. That was the thing. So what then is some, what is your red ales came out and then yeah. um uh killing killians was like considered craft yes. a little yes. bit. Yes. And then um uh Oregon, this is like a lot of breweries I don't even hear anymore. Burt Grants. There's so many breweries that were kind of popping around that mid nineties. And I was yeah. like, damn, I need more, I need more. And one thing I'm going to say about Atlanta or Georgia for that matter is the beer scene sucked. So I'm coming from New York to here and the limit was 6%. So mm -hmm. really the only things you could get were a lot of, of loggers and things that were that ice names on them. And yeah. I was like, ice. This is, I love the ice trend. Oh man. I'm like, this has got to change. That helped influence me from a, um, a selfish point of view. I wanted my, I love Atlanta, but I wanted the beer scene to change. So I started getting the politics with the name Ale Sharpton. Oh, it was yeah. over. People knew I was. I was the only brother at all these rallies and shit trying to raise the uh, ABV limit from 6% yeah. to 14%. And it finally passed in 2004. And then the rest was history. I knew it was going to yeah. open up a floodgate. And now Atlanta is one of the uh, most, uh, prominent beer cities right now in the u.s man and it's funny because i lived i lived there right out of college right 88 89 and i was oh, drinking beer but there wasn't really nothing. you know not, it, yeah i mean i was still, I, I was still in high school what were you drinking <laughs> i mean i was i was still looking i was still looking for you know for the good shit but you know because i didn't i was never you know high school i drank budweiser and cool yeah but once i discovered michelob and things like that you know, one of the things that changed me was like make a little dark. Remember yep. that shit? Yeah. Oh my god! I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. remember that at all. Well, you were too young. Wow, that's true. You were too damn. <laughs> <laughs> Michelob was starting to come with all kind of versions too. It helped us. It was Michelob Dry. Yeah. The Dry. Yes. Green. Yeah. There were so many yeah. different ones, and they were like, "Wow, there's different flavors of beer," and that kind of on the low. Now that I realize it helped us know that there were different flavor profiles. And then Modelo started coming out, and they had uh, Negro Modelo, and then they had yeah, Modelo yeah. Special. I'm like, yeah. what's the difference, and what makes a difference? And those kind yeah. of things, you know, we got to give them props to kind of let us know there's more flavors. Then Beck started freaking it, yeah. and then, um, you know, there you go. I, I still, I'll, I'll fuck with Modelo. I probably drink it. I like Modelo. Yeah. Probably, probably once or twice, three times a month. Because, you know, I mean, that, Modelo, it's, you know, it's, it's still good beer. It's the closest thing to craft beer that a, a Mexican restaurant would have. 
So oh, I'm like, yeah. damn, no nothing, no IPAs, no pale ales. Okay, give me a Negro Modelo, and I'll be it pairs well with the food. So yeah, shout out to them. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. Remember um Heineken Dark? I don't remember that one. Yeah, that was they had Heineken, Heineken Dark. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I don't remember that yeah, one. That's crazy, dude. They might not have that in the Midwest. The important really, thing is it. Um, yeah. When you order your modelo, do you do you also order it with a wine glass? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool, you know, drinking out of the bottle, man. It just all those gases and it just fills you up. And a lot of people yeah. say beer makes them bloated. You got to let the beer breathe. It's just unless the the, the carbonations go directly in your stomach, you're going to feel real bloated when you drink out of can or bottle. So I always like to have it and do a little swish, wake it up just like wine. Yeah. I can't beer get the same respect. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so, you know, you, you got it. You've been drinking good beer. You know, you wanted to write about beer. What? What was it about beer that, that attracted you to, you know, because, you know, you, yeah, you, you drink it, you write about it, you're, you've been pushing it, but, you know, you're, you're a, what do you, I don't know what the word would be, but, you know, it's kind of like we are, you know, we're, you know, we're not brewers. We're but, industry adjacent. <laughs> like, like they says, right? They, they raise it, industry adjacent. You know, what, what was it about it that drew you to like, you know, this is, you know, because I'm, I'm in the same band as you where I'm. You know what? You're passionate about it, right? About beer. I it's um I'm my family is a history of chefs. Uh, ah. My great grandfather was Marcus Garvis Garvey's chef on the way over here from Jamaica, and wow. set up one of the first black-owned um, catering companies in New York City, which is saying a lot. And then we were always just cooking, and we all, everybody in my family can cook. And so flavor profiles really drew me to beer because I learned that there's so many different ways you can create a flavor through four ingredients, which is absolutely amazing to me. Yeah. So you could be coffee, caramel, it could be fruity, it could be, and and beer is probably the, the, the most complex in terms of that, in terms of embracing any flavor you can imagine. That's very hard to do for any other beverage. I mean, yeah. when's the last time you had a chocolate wine? So with, with all these things in the beer, yeah. Uh, I was like, I got to get into this and figure out how many flavors they can make and then how it would pair with food. And then my hotel background with Cornell, it just made it all make sense. And then chefing, I was like, wow. And I love to teach. My family is all about teaching. And um, uh, my mom was a great teacher um, and, and just showed me how people are like, wow, I, I didn't know beer. You know, people say, oh, I don't like beer. I'm like, what the yeah. hell? That's so broad yeah. a statement. Yeah, beer can be so many different flavors. So then I bring out a framboise or something, and I have especially women, which is fun. But a lot of people are are, are like that. Not to just say women are like that, but it's fun yeah. with a female and be like, um, try this if you think all beer tastes bitter, and then they'll yeah. try that, and your eyes open up. And I'm like, now imagine that with a dessert or chocolate or strawberries yeah. and all that. Yeah. And then it's it's opening up the minds. And then the history of beer, of course, um, with it, its invention and creation. Um, during the Middle East and in Africa, those are always great things to kind of expose people to. So there's a lot of education and fun conversation. And then the other thing I will say, the people in the beer industry, I really enjoy because there's less ostentatious kind of things involved with mm -hmm. it and less snootiness and less, you know, people thinking they're all that and you have to dress a certain way to enjoy it. It's almost yeah. like a working person's beverage, but it's also a complex, um, very, a complex person's beer uh, as well. It's something that everybody can drink, and it covers the whole the whole mass. Yeah, and that's that's one thing I love about beer tending is the opportunity to, to educate. And you share, like being a coach? No, I, I really do. You, you do. Know, one of my favorite stories. One one of the breweries I work at, we have a, uh, a French saison, right? 
and I have people, it's, it's funny that, you know, I can have somebody take a lager or a Kolsch, but they'll land on that French Saison because it has so many different things going on, whether it be champagne or, you know, effervescent, you know, kind of sparkling, you know, just there's, and for the uninitiated, and they taste something like that, that's kind of a mind part for them. Yeah. Because again, beer has been vilified, almost like hops. Oh, it's too hoppy. You don't, say, don't say hobby. Melissa's going to be mad. Yeah, Melissa Cole don't like that that word. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So, it's, it, you know, I'm with you. It's an opportunity to, to really, you know. You, you enjoy finding that that gateway. Like, like, okay, what do you? What else do you like? And then you're going to find that beer oh, absolutely. that gets them in. Like, I, like if, if somebody's a wine lover, yeah, that saves on. You're going to get them in. Oh, easy. Yeah. Like, that's an easy gateway. Yes. Gateway yes. Gateway in there. Yeah, yeah. I think I think what you what you're saying though too is so true that like people think beer, they think of you know they think of whatever light. All the macro shit. Right. You think of whatever the Miller's light, the Kerr's light, whatever you grew up, you know, your family grew up chugging is is what you what you think of. And there's so much more. Yeah. Out there, and it is it is a lot more like watching the chef shows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And, and I mean, that's that's what got me through. I think because before Nigel, before we started this, I mean, I drank beer, but I didn't really care. I didn't pay attention. Right. But I love to cook and I love food, and I think that kind of just seeing that relationship really is what 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 got me. Absolutely. And then you know, with brewers, they don't get enough credit to me because they're chemists. In some ways, yeah. even biologists. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're measuring gravity and all this other crazy shit. I'm like, y'all sleeping on how hard it is to be a brewer and how many things. And the brewers yeah. take it for granted, like, oh yeah, the gravity, and they have all the numbers is popping up in their head. And I'm like, Yo, oh yeah, it looks like beautiful mind. <laughs> and then right, and then the chefing part of of adding the certain ingredients to get that certain tasting profile. That's what a chef yeah. does. Yeah. So. Those kind of things, I'm like, I'm in the right space. I'm in the right space. This yeah. is this is this is my shit. It's you know, it's all the brewers that I know. They're like, uh, they're very smart. You know, they're uh, brew, uh, shout out to Nolan at Transparent. You know, he was a pre-med guy, right? Um, over here, friends. You know, just as a chemical engineer. I mean, these are smart people, bro. It's a, it's a trip. Yeah. I mean, even even one of my homeboys. He was he really did really nice beers and he was a master mechanic so he had those you know attention to detail you, you know what i'm saying and so you know you're right they don't get enough credit because people are like oh it's nothing to brew beer right uh, right you know right. If, if you're good if you're if you're really good at that craft um you know it's going to show you know what i'm saying yeah that's the other part being good at it <laughs> well, well, and, and you know and this is this is why we do a podcast about beer and we right. don't brew it. Right. <laughs> what, what i say after my first day yeah in a, in a, in a brew house i don't want to do that they work too hard they, they work oh hard. man the work the work the ethic is crazy but you'll yeah, see yeah. the passion you know uh the timers that are going up okay now it's time for hopping yeah they, yeah they'll yeah. stop everything and make sure and then the cleanliness of a brewery that's yes. a whole other part too. You gotta this there's a lot of biological, like there's all kind of shit. Germ yeah. warfare, everything you gotta make sure nothing yeah. happens. You know what I mean? So physics, you gotta know all that shit. Nick, you know what time it is. Is it is it time? Oh, you know what I didn't, I didn't you can't you can't you can't prepare. So uh you know, we do a little thing on the show. We have mystery beers. So you, you can see that bag. It's from a golf course. We don't know which one because the person who left the bag at my house is not talking. 
And so the, the, the show started three years ago with me bringing Nick Beer in brown paper bags. And, and him We're not as over. classy as that anymore. No, well, you know, it's hard to go get the paper bags. You know, it's, it's, it's a premium these days. So Nick's going to pick a beer out of, out of the, out of the, there we go. It's a mystery, mystery beer. Shout out to uh, uh, Bree Burrows, owner of Big Rip Brewing here in KC. Uh, one of the few female-owned breweries. Uh, he's gonna pull one out of there. And this is the game. He's gonna tell us what beer it is, right? We're gonna crack it. We're gonna we're gonna taste it. But we play a little game, and you get to participate, even though you're in Atlanta. And it's called Guess the ABB. <laughs> so and we are not good at this game. Yeah. So once, once we give you the style and all that business, you get to tell. <laughs> you get to. Tell, okay. Tell, tell you um, I'm really good at. Right rules. I'm really good at tasting a beer and telling what the ABV is. People are really bugged out on that. Like it's a fun little thing I do. Oh, yeah. we need that. We need, we need. Well, now we're using the layer. You don't get to taste it. Now, That's cool. Now, you know. <laughs> but we're really going to test your skills. Let's go. <laughs> what we got there? All right, from Vine Street Brewing. Oh, shout out to Vine Street. Baby Blue Leisure Suit. It's a birthday cake inspired American stout. Oh, I just, I just uh -huh. saw because the numbers right there. So okay, I, well, he just I just cheated. Baby, so. Why? Anyway, I didn't. Say, I didn't hear the number. Well, I didn't. I didn't read it. He saw it. He didn't. He didn't read it. Oh, so you! I, I, I thought I, I was play. guessing. I'll try and guess. No, oh yeah. No, we're still gonna do that. But he oh, actually okay. accidentally read it. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, maybe maybe I should you know uh, do some like what do you call it pre pre production maybe take the shit over <laughs> before I give him the beer. You know what I'm saying? You did that one episode. Yeah, I guess. What's good? Okay. What else is what is else, what else is the description? Did you say it was just a, a birthday cake? Birthday inspired. cake inspired American stout. Let's yeah. see if they got anything else. Oh, no, yeah. Like my old eyes aren't reading that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, they don't have the description. Yeah. Oh, it's. I've had. I've. I have had this at their tap room. I have. I have too. Yeah, I, I didn't test. I didn't know the ABV. It's. You know, it's your basic classic American. Got some sweetness to it. I don't know what the birthday cake component is. How sweet is it? Um, semi, not super sweet. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that kind of that uh, kind of cake batter. Yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of that icing cake batter type situation. It's good, but it's not it's not overpowering. No, it's good as far. It's not super thick either. So you know, well, for that, me, that, this... American style that shit probably mm -hmm. like between oh, if it's just American style and it's not super sweet, maybe between six and seven. Yeah, you got to give us an actual number. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like it's like price is right rule. Oh shit! All right. Um, from your descriptions, and that's all I get without smelling or yeah. tasting the motherfucker. Uh, I'll go. I'll go with seven five. Hey, here, let me let me let me give you this. Uh, it, it tastes a little like uh, confetti cake. There's a little hint of confetti cake. Like, like the like the white shit. Yeah. White cake? Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say six, seven. That's, and 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 the only reason I say that, you know, there's not a places that, not a lot of places that do just a classic American style. There's always adjuncts and shit like that. Yeah, right, right. That makes it all super sweet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's why I was asking um, what the sweetness is. Yeah, uh, because a regular American style would usually be in a range of like five, five to seven. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's why I'm asking for a little more description. So yeah, I, I, for, I, a one, I, if for a one to 10 sweet scale, I'd put it at a, at a four. On the one to 10 oh, sweet scale? Yeah. That's- Yeah, I just, yeah. 6%. Okay, I'm at six, seven. 
right. Your actual retail ABV, 7%. Oh, so oh I had it right okay. first time. I should stay with it. Yeah, Damn. you were closer. Yeah. That's that's kind of surprising. And if, and if you taste of that, you know, you say you might be good at it. That's surprising. You said one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> we we had a get we had a guest one time, and that's it. He actually played that way. He was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna win this. <laughs> So what's what's the journey been like, you know, going from like a beer lover, you know, having that beer at six years old? And, and, <laughs> you know, I didn't drink and, after and, that. You know. I got back into the game when I was a senior in high school. Purge, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Look, we're sticking to this story. <laughs> that's right. All right. That's, that's, a, that's a fucking great story, man. So okay. you know, now, you know, you kind of you, you built this brand and, and, and it's all. What's that journey been like? Because obviously, let's keep it real. There's not a lot of. Uh, especially on what you're doing a lot of maybe in the last few years but when you started well, no problem drinking no damn craft beer i i'm i was with you i'd be the one that would show up with the to make a little dark to the party like they're like what the fuck is that yeah and especially yeah. especially my homeboys you know they were drinking you know like you said old old e magnum you know yeah. the bullshit and i would come i would come to like or even they would come to see me at a brewery they're like i can't drink that what do you mean so what's that what's that journey been like as a brother and just personally, um, it's it's. I've always been taught to be myself, thanks to my parents. Uh, no matter what situation I'm in, but always analyze the space and know what level you take things to. Especially if you don't have back, things get heated. Yeah. So um, I've always been like going to Ivy League school. You're not there. Are many brothers at that. Um, the classes I used to take and a lot of situations. My dad traveled a lot and brought me with him, and I saw he worked being only brother in the room a lot of times. Um, working in capital development and stuff like that. So um, I was always kind of trained to to be that one brother in the room a lot of times. And so I was already prepared for that. But also it was fun because um, during my travels, um, I would be in a travel writer. I would make sure I go to a brewery. But the real the real dope thing I'm always happy I, I learned to do it a long time ago was um, the sticker because no individual had a sticker for themselves. They were representing yeah. breweries or they were whatever yeah. the case is. But I'm like, I want to go all the way and creating a logo for myself and yeah. a name for myself and a website. And, a, and then eventually then the Instagram and, and Twitter came. I'm like, oh, it's a wrap. I'm about to crush this. And yeah. so coming with a sticker and when I do my travel writing, going to Germany and Caribbean places, South America, I will put my sticker up or give it to people inside breweries in those different countries, let alone um, the U.S., which yeah. is always dope. People are like, this is so dope. Um, this It's the brand. And like, I know people see it. They're watching your um, thing. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it's a, it's a kind of has some regality to it. It's got me drinking. Yeah. And uh, this beer was a hop slam when I was doing it in my photo shoot. And I was drinking in the snifter. Um, people are like, first of all, talk about the glass, <laughs> talk about what the beer was and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And um, I had a lot of my friends really help me with that. Um, I designed stuff, but putting into life, um, my boy Vince and then another brother named Hannibal did the photo shoot. I put it all together and made it like a real regal kind of thing where it's like, yo, this is going to be no joke. And that yeah. sticker, used to, the first one was like square and white and huge. And now I have yeah. die cut and all this kind of holograms and VIP stickers. And that sticker alone, people would always talk about it. And then when they see the rest of the marketing I did from clothing and all that, it was just something different, man. And uh, it kind of helped me change the game. But people come up to me. It's funny. Now, um, if someone doesn't know me in a brewery, and I, I'm happy to say there aren't that many anymore, but when I do go, they're like, your name is what? And I'll say, L Sharp, here's my card. And they'll go, and 
act like they got to go take a call, and then they go in the back, <laughs> and I'm all like, be like, that shit up? Nah, yeah, yeah. Like, so what do you want? What is that? What is that it's really dope though. Um, it's just spreading the word and and I'm I'm all about helping people. Yeah. So I, I really like to see other people win. You know what I mean? With whether it's events or people want to learn about beer or getting people together and 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 exposing how great beer is and how the communities can work together no matter what color you are. I love how you guys are representing a lot of communities with this podcast alone, which is really dope. And I appreciate that. You know, beer brings good people together. Before I before I ask you about your brother, that. my bad. My, I didn't want to assume, yo. <laughs> before I ask you about the storytelling and you want to learn and stuff, I, I want to go back because because you said something that. Look, no, let's keep it real. This you, dude can't you, understand. You know, no, let's keep it real. You already you you already you, you want his heart because he's an old newspaper writer. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old newspaper guy, but whatever. But I want to thank you. No, that's real. Congrats on I, that, man. I can't. I can't. I, look, I got out. Luckily. Uh, he was a hack. I was a TV guy. TV hacks. <laughs> TV news. TV people don't know what they're doing. They're just they're just reading our stuff and taking it. Um, right. <laughs> you said earlier you said you were trained to be the only brother in the room, and that's just to do like me. That's just weird. Like I can't, I can't wrap my head around that. And what you mean by that? Um, that's a great question. Um, I I was I did, I was pretty good with the books. Um, and so a lot of my classes were advanced classes and in those advanced classes, the, the diversity was crazy. It was like two black people in yeah. 20 white and Asian and Indian. Um, so being that only one, you got to be careful. You got to hear shit. You got to be on alert. You got to be, be able to defend yourself when people say things, yo, brother, what's up? And um, yeah. what do you think about the slavery thing we're learning about in history class? <laughs> well, you know what I mean? There's so many things. And I know yeah. they're trying a lot of times not trying to, to, to get me pissed. But at the same time, you have to be prepared um, as a black person to hear a lot of things that people say. With them. Sometimes it don't mean shit, but a lot of times they do. And you got to be able to react in certain ways uh, and prepare for that. Uh, I'm Al Sharpton. People are like I don't know about that. Your hair's not long, and you're you get you lost a lot of weight. You don't you know. <laughs> like, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> really? Um, you should be a lot heavier, or I don't know. You I actually get that chance on politics and shit. So I prepare for that dumb shit. Then wow. I prepare for um, again being the only. Okay, how about let's flip it for you. You go to an event that's all black, and you're only white, dude. You got to prepare for stuff to be saying. Let me see how you dance to this. Or you're going to ask you, what the fuck are you doing here? Or why is this your, you know what I mean? Although there are a lot of breweries or hopefully any that say is white only. You kind of feel the essence though, back in the day, a lot more before social media, where I would walk in and like a record was scratched. And I'm not the darkest person in the world, but they still know that I'm a brother. You know what I mean? My gear is always fly and all that kind of stuff. And I'm dressed different from everybody else. So you got to prepare for smart stuff like that or just reactionary things where people don't know how to hold their tongue right or do things in a tasteful manner. So in the beer industry, what, we're 1% owners of breweries? So we go to, to, to big beer fests and we go to all these other stuff. You know, I think social media has helped us to show people that other people can drink beer through photos right. and, and feeds and, and through Twitter or whatever. Well, Twitter's not even around anymore, but you know what I mean. So right. um, those things kind of helped us as a people 
see that it's okay to be black and drink beer because there's pictures showing that we can all right. do we that together. Do yeah. 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 It's, it's funny. You said you, you flipped the script on me. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like I'm, I'm downhill racing to 50. I had never been anywhere, especially around beer where I was the minority until I walked into Barrel Club the first yeah. time. Yeah. There you and go. Was that, was that yeah. 21? Yeah. 21. Fucked you up. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just, I, that was, I was that I was, was the closest taste I've got as you know, to, to under, even beginning to understand, and I really did just try to kind of hang back a little bit and just right because well because like look, it means something to a lot of the people there and like so the, you remember the after party, we're well, all not even, not even that. Well, no, no, I'm gonna use that as an example though. Sure. So like in the after party, after the, the bottle chair, no, yeah. no, no, the after party after the festival on Saturday. Yeah, it was up and in the like, second floor of the hotel. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah. DJ and all, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, and, you know, there's people giving speeches and doing things, and it's all shit. You're talking all shit that as the liberal old white dude, right, like, I've only ever talked about academically and theoretically. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd actually heard it, and I'm like, I'm just going to stand here in the corner. I'm just going to watch. Well, even even as a, even as a bottle share. And well, look, the bottle share has a whole lot of magic going on. It, it does. That's going to blow your mind no matter it, what. It, it, it does, though. But for, you know, for, and I asked Nick after, after we went, I was like, how was it, how was it to be in a room where it's 99, 99% black? How did you feel? You know, because that's, that's not, that's not something that white people normally get to experience. <laughs> we know the other way around, right? Because when I go to, when I go to breweries here in Kansas City, generally I'm the only brother. I you have to prepare for that, I, though. Yeah, I can count on I can count on you know one hand the amount of black beer people that I know in the city, and you know to your point, you know you kind of have to know how to work the situation and kind of be on not necessarily alert, but understand okay this situation is this this, this situation is that. When I go when I go to Barrel and Flow, I ain't got I ain't got to worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> and, totally and another thing too. It's it's magnified for me and you, Nigel, because we still got a role to play. We got to meet people, network. We don't have that. We don't have time and to sit in a corner and just chill out. Um, what you were saying, you did. We right. got to make our presence known and, yeah. and, and and subtly, but not subtly. Yeah. Uh, let them know, hey, I have a beer podcast, or I'm a beer expert and writer, or whatever the case. I would say, and you got to, you know put yourself out there a little bit to 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 represent even more yeah. so we don't even have that kind of um that uh opportunity to kind of just chill because we have we're on a mission a lot of times yeah. but when we're just off the clock and we're just chilling having a beer yeah you're gonna parlay and just kick it with your people but yeah it's good that you got to experience that though um yeah that's yeah. real yeah, yeah, it flow. yeah it's not oh, really a how do you like thing but you know it's it's still like yo this is another way to flip it which is really cool well look that that festival first of all is just it's all love right i mean the people involved in that are amazing yeah and i will say i think most of my i'm standing in a quarter was i was also very aware that that wasn't the place for my voice and i, I got a lot of liberal white guilt in me too so uh you know uh but i think i think you know that was kind of where i was thinking mostly was just like oh, yeah the place I, and I, it's something to take in yeah. It's something to take in, though. This yeah, is something really you've is. never seen. When you go to something you've never seen before, you're gonna be chilling in the back. You're gonna be coming out. <laughs> like, you're gonna take it all in, and then as you continue yeah. to go and go through these experiences, hopefully there'll be more. 
um, you'll you'll be more engaged in it. But that's that's just a natural reaction. No matter what color you are, you you gotta take it all in first. It's like, oh, this is some new shit. It's yeah. like me going to a, a heavy metal concert. I'm gonna be that motherfucker watching them do whatever the hell they do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a beer in my hand. That's the only thing that's gonna make us common. And after that, y'all can have that, and I'm gonna enjoy the music somehow. Like yeah. y'all start doing the mosh pits and shit. That's on y'all. No. But even even the first time I met you, and it was it was nineteen at, at the, the artist formerly known as Fresh Fest, um, and you were on a panel mm-hmm. at, at that at that hotel, right? Yeah. And you know, even yeah. and we've talked about this over many episodes that when I walked into that ballroom and saw all those black people, beer adjacent or whatever, I was like, holy shit, you know, because I had never seen that. You know, and I've lived all over the country, and I have never seen that. So, for so on the on the flip side, it was it was. That's why I'll, I'll always have love for for that beer festival because it. You came home different. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, you came back. I mean, we live five minutes from each other. If that. I mean, this is why this podcast came about, really, because of Ed Day. Because I discovered I discovered Fresh Fest based. I don't. I'm not, not even sure how I found drinking parties, but I was like two brothers talking about beer on a podcast. Oh, I'm fucking in. You know, and then I got to meet them. And you know that was the year I met you, I met Benny. You know I met all these, you know Garrett Oliver. It was you know it was, I was like, oh my, this is this is something different. His his exact words were, I got shit I gotta say. You know it, yeah, it was, <laughs> right. you know, and I knew we were out there, but the but the scene in person, you know. So you the vibe. Yeah. Oh, we got somebody coming in. Come on in. Just open the door. Wait, we, got, we, got our, we got our Vine Street Brewing uh, representative. Oh, word. <laughs> that is the heaviest door ever. Oh, it's, it a, well, it's a heavy door because it moves the ball. Oh, that's why it makes that noise. What's up, Annie? Hello, Annie. What's up? What's that? I got a spot for you right there. Oh, there. Sh- you can even swing a microphone. Can, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Annie, what's your official title? Director of Operations. She's Director of Operations of the first black owned brewery in, in Missouri Vine Street Brewing. Welcome to the show. All right, what's up? Uh, you can put on those headphones and okay. you, can, you can say hi to Dale. But yeah, yeah. What what was uh, you know, you the second year? Do you remember I the beer that you did, piano keys? That when when it was at no, I think it was no place. Oh, you got one right there? Okay, hurt shell. Oh, I'm go. ready, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. How, how did that come about? Um, New Belgium, thanks for bringing that up. New Belgium um, reached out to me to be a consultant with them, and they wanted to up their game in the diversity department within the staff and with outside the staff and in the market. And they knew that I would be ideal on that because of my marketing background and then my years of being in the beer industry. Um, I can, I, I don't know how long I've been in the industry. I'd say 25 years. But anyway, um, they, they brought me on. Um, they asked me to fly out and, and see if I would be interested. And so whatever idea I had, they would be open to. Um, so I utilize the fact that you guys make dope beer. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. You, you guys, you guys make dope beer, and I said, "Why not make a beer with you? Because beer brings good people together, and then it could be something of a cause that would um, perhaps have something that would spread the word." I love music, so I had a whole concept, I had a whole design already drawn out, 
I had what the beer style would be. Um, yeah. I said that I, I think that you all should be doing and they were down already. They were like, okay, oh, make a beer. That'd be kind of cool. But we have to come up with a style and a design. There's a lot of work. And I said, I have all of that done already. They're like, oh, word. I have my old book out. And I said, it's going to be a chocolate vanilla imperial style. I, they said, why? I said, because you guys don't have a lot of styles, if any. Uh, so yeah. I'm thinking about your marketing. And then chocolate vanilla, black and white. So bringing the, uh, those together in a kind of way from a flavor profile. And I didn't see any beer that was black. I mean, that was chocolate and vanilla. Uh, so there was that. And then um, they're like, okay, but we need a name and the design. I said, the name is going to be BM. Ebony Ivory. Like, I already got it. Got it. Yeah. Yes. And then I'm a music fan and I love jazz. Uh, so the piano is the only instrument I learned how to play. And I'm not even that good at it, but I just, that was my only lesson. Um, I just said, let's do it. You know, I loved a lot of penis back in the day. The pianists, you're that. Um, back in the day, so like Ahmad Jamal and and um, and just so many different ones that were just amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Koi Tyner and just so many different oh, yeah. ones that just got busy. Right. So <clears throat> what I did was fuse that and then my love for music. And then um, there's a lot of little marketing, little um, Easter eggs. The, the A um, yeah. has a tube glass, my favorite glass to drink out of, and it enhances the A for ale. Um, yeah. And then, of course, the piano on the side. I just didn't see anything like that on the market. And um, piano keys really worked. And they yeah. said, okay. I said, but I also want to have a nonprofit or something that gives back to the community, um, especially um, minority-owned gardens and farmers um, who need love, who are 1%, just like it's 1% of brewers. And there's a lot of gentrification with breweries going on right now. So what they yeah. do is, you know, they put up, they open up in a, in a place that's uh, kind of underdeveloped in a lot of ways or, or whatever the gentrification cause is. But they don't yeah. have that contact to the community. So I serve as that bridge. Um, along my wife who runs the nonprofit with me, uh, shout out to Andrea, ATL Food Writer um, Instagram. And um, we created something called Brewgether. Um, through her years of experience working with the United Way and other people, um, she helped me kind of get that nonprofit kind of edge together. So we work with her and then we work with um, uh, Dr. J. Um, so we have a lot of cool things going on with Brewgether. And we just did a cool event. Um, that uh, was a fundraiser, uh, and we're just gonna keep doing it, man. Brew Gather starting to blow up, and that's Brew Gather, B R E W G E T H E R. And um, we're, we're moving on, it's really helping a lot of people. So, New Belgium helped spark that off. We hit the shelves. Uh, I did dope events, um, that's a thing I do, uh, and it brought everybody together. And we did it here, we did one in a couple places, Denver, we've done one in down in uh, Florida, uh, uh St. Pete. And uh, it's on the go, man, and it's really bursting to some big stuff. So I'm all about the community. You know, AL loves the kids. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Trick Daddy got hurt. This is a total sidebar. I know you love your hip hop. And so I was listening to Apple Music the other day, and they were doing, they were doing hip hop hits from 1993. And it, it was uh, um, uh, uh, Boogie Down Productions. What's his name? Uh, Karis uh, One. Yeah, uh, 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 you know, whoop, whoop. that's the sound of the police. Yeah, sound of the police. Right? Karis one, Karis one. There was, I was in in the Sprouts 
about an hour ago, and it was a little kid in there singing that shit like seven. Oh, that's good. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I, love it. I was like, in the sprouts. Yes. I, was, I, I said, I know she's not singing that. And I stopped. I was like, okay, heard. <laughs> you know what? You, you got to play that stuff around the kids, man. Um, it just, that was a time, the golden era, where there was a lot of people teaching about good progression for our people. Uh, through yeah. rap, and it kind of got muddled and made to say it was uncool to wear kind of Afrocentric clothing and to rap about what was going on around that time. And I'll never forget right. that. Listen to people like Brand Nubian and, uh, of course, Karis One, the leader, the teacher, uh, Rakim, yeah. the yeah. leader. Um, yeah. they, there was a lot of messages, and, and a lot of times that kind of got squashed because we were teaching too much good stuff. To, yeah. yeah. And right. there was another initiative that was there to make us go the opposite direction. Her. But shout out to Annie when she came in hot. She brought a four pack with her. Uh oh! <laughs> I, I was like, "What you bring, sis?" I brought in a couple new releases that will uh -oh, start on Thursday. Oh, oh. Um, we're getting, we're getting I'm excited! <laughs> we brought the which is a dry hot blonde ale. Okay. Where are you? Um, that I we did to support. There's no can label. I, I don't have a sexy yeah. camera for her. She can, she, can, she can lean in. You know. Yeah, I just want to say There's no can for that or label for that one. Ale saying hello. Say hello. Hi, Ale. How are you? <laughs> oh, she, she, she put the smooth jazz voice <laughs> on you. She did. <laughs> so that one, that one actually well, supports uh, Beer's Art yeah, in, yeah. in South Africa. So nice. um, oh, sure. that will go to that. And if the, the label is really cool. We can put that one together. Okay. And then we brought Willie Bobo to support uh, our local jazz. Um, that one is completely blank. Okay. We'll come back to that. Life of the Party. Life of the Party. Um, Great sour. That was oh, our sour. That just came out with the cranberry and orange zest. And then, oh, you changed it up. Yeah. How many of the cans I showed you? Uh, and then the new one that we just did with BKS. Oh, that's right. The, the collab. Uh -huh, the Hopwell Modern, which you, is the Belgian. You kind of see. Kind of see their art design, you know. Oh, I'm all about the art. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I see I, a little I, I bit. It's far away, but yeah, I just posted something on Beer Art uh, a couple days ago on my Instagram. Um, look up, look up Ale Collections. But anyway, oh, uh, Nigel's, Nigel's going to do the, the human zoom. Uh... Oh, word. Okay. Oh, word. That's dope. That's dope. And then we got the, the collab artwork, you know what I'm saying? All right. Like that, I like. Vine Street is stuff. the uh, the the king of of collabs in Kansas City. <laughs> I think they've done about uh, fifty eleven in the last year. <laughs> That's a shit ton. <laughs> That's a shit ton of collabs. Yeah, we're on. Our, um, two um, things. You, you said um, you worked in South Africa. You worked with Overcame. Overcame. No, um, I okay. can't remember the one young lady's name that works with Beers Art. Okay. Uh, but Kim connected with her, and we wanted to be able to feature them and their story and kind of what their initiative is okay. um, on trying to teach young adults about the brewing industry in, in Africa. So, oh, dope. Okay. There's a sister yeah. need to, I need to connect you with out there who's killing it. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, please do. That's her name. Uh, Alba Kane Malope. I hope I'm not destroying her name, but yeah, she's a beast. <laughs> she's doing a lot of cool things. Um, but yeah, and then the second thing, I've never been to Kansas City, so y'all got to help oh. me out. No, no, we're, we're, we're going to change that in just yeah. a few months. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that when we get done with the show. Okay, so we got we got plans for you, homie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Word, I like it. Like, I like it. you need to clear your schedule in mid-April. That's yeah. all I'm going to tell you right now. Do you want to do another mystery beer? Should we do one? Go for it. 
Should we, we should have our special guest draw. Yeah, pull it out of there. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let's see what you got. Thanks for bringing here. That's very nice. Especially new releases. We, you know, we love people. I'm excited about this change to the life of the party. Yeah. And beer karma is real. We, you know, hey, oh, we talk about beer karma, right? You know, we have we have three uh, two rules on it that we live rule on. number one. Rule number one: don't die. Rule or, number two: or try not to. Rule number two is don't be a dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> covers a multitude of sins. Covers, covers a multitude of sins. And if, if you don't obey rule number two, then you ruin your beer karma. You know what I'm saying? And beer Absolutely. Karma is when you give when you give beer, beer comes back to you. And so, see, we just you know we we got a lot of beer karma going on right now. So what would you got right there? So I've got four by four brewing companies, New England IPA, Parkside Pineapple. Okay. Does it have a description on it? Pineapple at the ABV. Yeah, Pineapple at the ABV. Four by four, I think it's down in Springfield, Missouri. That's right. One of those. <clears throat> I think so, we had I think we had them last episode we recorded. We oh the beer? Yeah, oh, four yeah, by four. Yeah. Again, going back to beer comments, somebody randomly just brought me some beer from another city, which which happens, so you know, we'll have to send you some Kansas City beer, homie. I mean, definitely, we have to send you some Kansas City beer. Oh, yeah, you know, I know Boulevard is like the big one over there, but uh, like, uh, yeah. no, I, I get a lot of cool Kansas City stuff, but yeah, I would uh, love to be there, experience it myself. No, nah, yeah, yeah, but yeah, there's, there's, we're just real Casey beer, yeah, we're gonna send you some, some of the shit you've never heard of. Yeah, yeah, Boulevard, everybody knows Boulevard, but now there's, yeah, I'm, not, I'll I just, I'm, I'll I'm just, not gonna knock Boulevard, but that's not the craft beer scene. I mean, nah. I mean, it's just cool. They're cool. You want to crack that open? Yeah. Crack that open. So what's the, you know, like I said, I lived in Atlanta years ago. I lived up in Marietta, Smyrna, over that way, you know. What's the beer scene like there now? How would you describe it? In Atlanta? Yes, sir. The most diverse for especially black people in the United States. Wow. Number one. Um, there's a crew called the Brutane Clan that I started up. Uh, yep, and then, but but there's even yep. one that's uh, called Leaders of the Brew School, which is more on the industry side. Yep. And the leaders of the Bruce, you see my love for hip hop. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the Leaders of Brew School um, incorporates a lot of black-owned brewing companies that are starting to to, to they're either established already or they're uh, collaborating with people and contract brewing while they develop. And it's a real tight circle that's uh, with the nappy roots, hip and hops. Um, not many yeah. places you can go to that have a black owned brick and mortar, but not one, but two of them. Um, yeah. and then we all support each other. There's, uh, our culture who works with creature conference right now. And they're really about to blow up. Uh, they just came out with a dope ass Thanksgiving beer. What was that one called? Orange? It was, uh, um, the seeds, the, soil? the seeds take out the, the soil, which was a, um, kind of like a sweet potato beer. That was fantastic. And that was with creature comfort. So they're blowing yeah. up. Um, there's just so many different ones that it's hard to even come up with all of them right now, but we all yeah, yeah. work together and, um, support each other. So there's that. So people go to Lantucky, Napa Roots' brewery, and we're always there. We do bottle shifts together, but we also support each other's causes. Um, also it, it's, uh, a lot of other breweries that are opening up and some, you know, it's hard time right now. A couple are closing. Um, yeah. You know, I hate to get those calls saying, hey, L, man, we, we were about to close our doors. Hopefully you come by this weekend and have one last beer with us. But it's getting real across the country. It's not just here. Yeah. And I told them that it's a real trying uh, industry right now. But Atlanta's fun, man. And I really take pride. We have some world-class beer bars, brick stores, bananas. Um, Argosy is crazy. 
Um, there's so many dope places that we can go and indulge and know that there's going to be variety and it's going to be some great food. And I yeah. love showing it off. Yeah. This beer definitely has pineapple in it. Very much so. They hit it with the, with the name. There's something at the end. I can't quite. What's it called? I can't quite nail it. And what's it called? Parkside. Parkside Pineapple. Yeah. New England style IPA. Definitely has pineapple. It was very poor. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's good. It's pretty sweet for an IPA. It's got generous amounts of hops added late in the brewing process. Okay. Did it say, did it say what hops? It's not. Just hops. Got it. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> did not tell us which hops. I'm like, I'm gonna say it's like seven percent. Really. Yeah, I was it, thinking it was low. It's got some bitterness on the end that the pineapple's kind of hiding those hops. See, I was thinking much lower. I was going to go like 5.5. Five. 5.5 five, five on IPA. Yeah, it doesn't I didn't feel like there's any at all of me. Yeah, Andy, what'd you say? I was going to say 5. Okay. What's the IPA? Actually, you want to take a guess? 6%. Yeah. Oh, crap. I'm too old enough. I can't read it. I didn't ask you for retail ABV. I didn't ask you for sweet or not. How much? Six, six five. five. Ah, there we go. There we go. Winner, winner, Did I win winner. that little sofa set? Price is right. <laughs> you get the washer and dryer. Hey, I'll take it. I'll, take it. I'll flip you, it. Stackable. It's a stackable. Did you switch I'll up here? I see you drinking something else. You drinking something new? You drink the same thing. Um, actually, I'm on Sierra Nevada kick today. I'm drinking the flip side red IPA. Um, oh, okay, okay. Just to, uh, Sierra Nevada's been doing a really good job making more West Coast style IPAs, and it's it, it's hard to get in Atlanta. It's hard as hell. So really? unless I go to Three Taverns, Imaginary Mass, so many every once in a while, but it's hard to find West Coast IPAs. I mean, I know where we are, but I, I it drives me crazy. You know, I'm more of that style than or American IPA style like Bells and stuff like that. So, so, so you're you're more of an IPA is that the style you gravitate to mostly? Yeah, I had a Pliny on Sunday. I was so happy to have that. <laughs> Is it's that crazy. what you're, you're looking for as soon as you walk into a new brewery? Yep. Clear IPAs. Um, okay. Sessions are a part of that. That's fine. But that's my wave. Sours are tough. Can't do them. Really? I can respect them and judge them, but I can't. It's too acidic for me a lot of times. Um, and IPAs, I've, my palate never just went the other way with IPAs. That's my shit. <laughs> Look, I can understand somebody doesn't like sours. <laughs> yeah, you did. It lasted one episode, one hour. <laughs> 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 the, 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 so we got we got we have a few female owned breweries here in Kansas City, and shout out to Service Brewing, and she does a lot oh, of sours. Okay. And he didn't like this. He didn't like sours, and then I brought a sour in on like the second, second episode. Second episode, and he loved the sour so much. And he went and made his own little shirt that says, I'm a Kobe Service fanboy. <laughs> you like it like that, huh? Is yeah, that all no, you yeah. Look, I mean, no, I like he, I like he, all of them. Up, I mean, like, that and whiskey. Yeah. I mean, look, I was a I was a I was a bourbon and rum guy before this. I drank beer, I just didn't pay attention to hair. Yeah. And then you know, Nigel says, Well, no, you gotta drink other things too. And so now I mean, look, I'm a Nico off to be drunkard. Uh but yeah. I thought I didn't. I think the I think the story is I thought I didn't like sours. Well, that's most people. They think they don't like something until they get coached up. 
That's why we're here. Well, and I don't even yep. remember what it was. One time at a pub crawl, <laughs> somebody served me a sour and I didn't like it. You were at a pub crawl. And so <laughs> in my mind, that meant I don't like sours. Yeah, look at you now, all grown up. And then, oh, there's this whole other world. Yeah. And look, yeah. not all sours are created equal. No, no, not all ice Sour means many things. Yeah. yeah. It could be tart. It might not be sour. That's right. You yeah. Know, that's that's the education. And some now, some of the some of the fruity sours that people are making are getting super sweet. Yeah. 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 And they call it sour just so they can get the love on that, which is fine, make your money, but well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. it's the same thing. You're right, the same way with IPAs. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, they're not all the same stouts. Yeah. I mean, I will, I will always gravitate to a stout. It's always stout season. So and then, you know, when people talk about American Pale Ls, but then they're not going to sell as many sometimes because IPA is more of a marketable word. They just say, yeah. we'll yeah. call it IPA. So call yeah. it session or something. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people don't know what the hell a pale L means anyway. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or, or porter for that matter. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's, a, it's dark. It's got to be a stout. No, that don't mean it's a stout. Zimmer down. I know we talked about um, barrel and flow a little bit. Yeah. Um, what's it? What's it meant? What's it meant to you? I mean, you, you know, you've been going for a minute. Mm -hmm. What's it meant? To, I know what it means. We all know what it means to us. We, we promised Annie we're taking her next year because it was it was Vine Street. She didn't first, have a choice. She it was their first year for them there this year, right? And the fact that people we've been talking about Vine Street for two years, the fact that they showed up, people was showed them mad love. So everybody has. You know some point of affection about it what what what's what's it meant to you it means that we we it's growing um the recognition is really happening it's 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 long journey of hard work and just it's great that i knew that it was going to happen sooner or later where there'd be a festival uh like this um and i went to fresh fest and uh, and then it became Barrel Flow, and then there was Blacktoberfest, and the festivals kind of were happening, um, which was really cool um, to see all of us kind of get together and just hang. And what I love about the industry is not the crab in a bucket mentality. And right. I always make sure if there's a beef or something, a lot of times I get calls, or there might be a misunderstanding, not even a beef. We're not even on that level um, on certain things, and then just in. Let's get it squashed and keep it moving. But this is the first industry um, in a long time where we could come in green and show how we could work together. Going in the music business now, going in the clothing business or restaurant business or something like that, there's a lot of people who will maybe put out things to hate on one another yeah. um, to, to, to better their stance or position. And the beer industry is not doing that. And I really love that. We're all coming together. It's not like warriors. We're like, oh, wait, those are the... You know I mean, everybody had the I had the different gear on, but we're not gonna beef. We're like, yo, let's get my warriors. homies. Let's go, let's go down. Wolverines. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like it was more about well before, you know. What I mean, so I, I think there's a progression. There's a lot of great professionals and people and and veterans and icons that they're bringing to um, speak on that panel, and I love to be a part of that. Of course, um, seeing the one one person I really thought influenced me way back. Um, Garrett Oliver was was dope and like we're homies now and like the way things have progressed um, it's just been it's been really dope man and you know all, not all my um, uh, people I looked up to were black of course there's Grossman from Sierra Nevada and then there's um, 
uh, there's just so many people, Michael Jackson, the beer writer, to show me yeah. that you could write books on beer and um, along with Garrett. So being alongside us and showing that we could build together, I, I'm all about that. I'm all about us working. And the fact that it was not just black only, because, of course, you were there, but also a lot of other people were there who are about the cause and just about making beer better. Yeah. And if you really think about it, beer needs that. Can you imagine if all food was just made by one person or one one country or one, one culture? Group. Yeah, one group. Yeah, it's like you you don't <laughs> know what Jamaican food is like or what what Asian food is like, and that's being very broad as fuck. But like, just just we need all these different things to make beer better. Different interpretations yeah. of what a great flavor is. Konzo, another brewery here, uses uh, African spices and things that sort to make their beers just different. So yeah. again, the chef blood in me, it shows that we are coming together and the beer community needs this. I think the the, the, the restaurant food comparison is perfect for that. Because how many people are like, I, I want to go out for American food today, right? right. Like, what the fuck's right. happening? What the hell is that? Right. No one's ever said that. Right. I mean, I, nobody knows what that means, but right. we love all the foods and the flavors that come from so many different places. That's right. I mean, so I beer's I the know. same thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know anybody. You know, it, 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 you know, I don't know anybody else. I don't like my food bland. Right. Well, you haven't met my aunt boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. They're going, they're going for the bland food. I might, if they ever listen, I might be in trouble. Oh, uh, you're good. <laughs> so you know we're uh, you know we've been we've been talking to the folks uh, you know uh, uh, Brigitte and Aaron and Aaron you know one one pint at a time. Oh, my homies. That, what what a, what a cool project to be to be a part of. I mean. You know, I love those folks. They, they went, who knew that Wichita, Kansas had the film festival? And I went down there and hung out with them. We had beers to watch the film. And so I've got I've got the movie poster hanging in my crib. Of course, you're on there. What was it like to be a part of that project, man? Aaron is good people. And Brigitte, you got to say Brigitte. Brigitte. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, they're just such a power couple. And they're just so lovely. And, and when he approached me, he said, hey, I'm doing this thing. And I would love for you to be a part of it. And I'm. I'm, I'm about it. I'm about things that help us progress, first and foremost. I'm a sucker for it, and I have no problem with that. And he's he's an accomplished filmmaker, yeah. and she, she's got his back with whatever he's doing, and he's very meticulous with everything he does. And I knew it was going to be dope. So I did whatever I could to connect him with breweries, connect him with places to, to film, uh, connect him with the whoever's in the scene, let alone nationally, he said, hey, if he needs, I need somebody for such and such, that's just what I do. So um, for him and to see it actually come and progress. And then I saw the first version and then I saw the edited version and yeah. um, given that sneak peek, I was just over, you know, overwhelmed by how many good things he had in there. And yeah. um, he's blowing up and getting awards out the ass, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. traveling, doing it. And that shows that there is that, Boy to film in film. And um, I wish him the best of success moving forward. Hopefully a major like Netflix, somebody wakes up and picks us up and yeah. gets him his dough so that he could do more stuff. But everybody yeah. supported it. And thanks to all the theaters and, and movie uh, festivals and film festivals that showed his stuff, man. I'm very proud of Aaron. Much love to him. And he's yeah, also yeah. a member of National Black Brewers Association, which just started yes. up uh, this year. Yeah. I'm happy to be part of that as well. Yeah. He, uh, um, when I when, when I saw him at Barrel and Flow, you know, he's talking about you know moving from the you know the film circuit to, to showing the breweries. I'm like, well, you know, yeah, that's your audience. I said, let's fucking go. Let's let's do some shit. Let's make some, you know, let's bring, we're bringing that shit to Kansas City. That's right. We'll, we'll let you know um, because it's 
there's a broader audience that hasn't seen that. And everybody I've talked to about that film, they're like, oh, no shit. Because it's still a lot of people I know in the industry are like, like, where? where? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And to, and, to, and to see the journey of what's happened. Imagine if, if, if we had documented the journey of buying the two years that took y'all to open and what kind of documentary that would be like. The ups and downs and, you know, the trials and tribulations and, you know, yeah, and, and Annie in the corner, in the corner crying. You know, what I'm saying? I, I, actually, I, I hear that I still. I, I hear that I still, Annie. Strong. Actually, sometimes yeah. is in the corner. Yeah. but you know, you know, those stories need to be told. I'm told that's Absolutely. why we. That's why we do. You know, we do the podcast. Well, it's, and I think that's storytelling. You know, we keep talking about we keep talking about gateways and doorways into things. I think you know because it's beer. This film is another way to tell these stories that people haven't heard and people yeah. don't know about. That kind of how hard that journey can be, and I think this is this is a doorway to tell those stories. And really, part of the reason people relate to beer. Part of the reason I've wanted Ale on the podcast forever is, is because you know he reps he represents a part of the country. This part of the country, they need to know about this brother and understand that you know we out here. You know what I'm saying? Because you have a you have a message, you have a vibe, you have you, you know you bring the noise if if it will. You know what I'm saying? And for people to, because you know, most of the people I know in the beer industry who are, you know, it's 99% white folks, they they want to learn about what we're doing and how we're, you know, pushing the beer culture. You know what I'm saying? So to get somebody from the East Coast, you know, we're still trying to get crowns and hops on the West Coast. You know, we're you know we're trying to get whoever has those stories that people be like, oh, this is some real shit out here. Yeah, the beer is the through line, but it's relationships, it's it's uh, storytelling, and you know, beer brings people together, right? It's our door in. Yeah, it's the door in. So yeah, you know, you know good good on you for what you're doing, bro. I'm, I'm, I've been a fan from the first time I saw you on stage in 2019 at that low hotel. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real, yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know, I, I you know, I'm sorry that it took so long. Um, that's just the way it is, but it, it's worth the wait. I hope this has been very fun, and um. I, I fully support you and proud of you and doing something that's, that has longevity to it, which you obviously are doing, takes a lot of work. And uh, congratulations on that, man. And, and all those awards are, are well warranted and uh, wish you more success in your future. I mean, you know, you, yeah, we've been trying to get you for a minute, but you know, the award for the person that, that who said she's come up, been coming on for like five times has been a uh, shout out to Lisa from Rhythm Brewing. We still haven't got her yet. I'm trying. Look, Nick Nick thought uh, t- uh two years ago at Barrel Club he bought if he bought her lunch, she would come on. And her husband. And her <laughs> I thought it was a power move, I thought. <laughs> He's proud. He bought her lunch and beers. And she said, I'll be on the hit me up next week. She cracks it. I love her though. She'll get on to some point. It's fine. Well, hopefully this helps uh me being on there, man, because it's all about spreading the word and I'm all about that. Bro, bro, Don't worry. We look. We're gonna corner her no, next year at no. Maryland Flow. I'm, I'm told she gets no choice. I'm totally this is gonna, guerrilla no, podcast. No, no, no. Hold on. You know my master plan. I'm gonna totally hit up Garrett Oliver. Yo, uh, you know L came on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, <I'm> good. Then <laughs> I talked about him like three times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I tell the story. Um, he was. He was so. He was such a nice guy. You know, he did that podcast in 19. And one of my homeboys, Brewer, just a lot. That, that's his idol. That's his brewing idol. And I, I said, Garrett, man, you know, my homeboy, you know, he loves you. Can we take a picture to, together? He's like, yeah, absolutely. So I sent him a 
took the picture, sent it to my homeboy. He's like, you are not fucking ha- hanging out with here all around. Yeah, I am, homie. <laughs> And yeah. then the next, the cool thing was the next time I saw Garrett, I went to I went to that uh, um, that that uh, other half uh, Patriot Town in, in uh, Brooklyn, and oh, Garrett was there. Yeah, was and it. he was like, "What's up, young brother? How you doing?" He remembered me. I was like, "Oh shit! I'm, oh sit, hi, Garrett." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy no shit, bro. He's got <laughs> a lot going on, but yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, and when when all the Pieces fall in place, you're good, man. No, you're true. It's all good, man. It's all good. Like, you know, like I said, I knew I'd catch you at some point. I know when we saw you, remember this year we were in the lobby, we were doing the thing. And I said, I'm coming for you, homie. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. We were just checking in, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. were doing some live shit in the lobby, so it was it was all good. But bro, we appreciate you coming on, man. It's been hey, my pleasure. A long um time. Yeah, stay in Great. touch, man. I got a lot of stuff coming up soon, so be on the lookout for that. I'll send it yeah. to you. Spread yeah. the word, uh, but yeah, yeah. it's possible. Where, where can people find you on the social? Um, Instagram, I take a lot of uh, pride in. It's uh, real, R-E-A-L, A-L Sharpton, uh, A-L-E Sharpton. Um, and then um, what formerly was Twitter is just A-L Sharpton. Every once in a while, I'll say hello on that. Um, if it's something I want to support, I'll just talk something about and then on my website is alesharpton.com, and I have a gift guide coming out that I do every year. This is fun, Ooh, cool stuff. I like that. And then um, go watch for that one. And what was the yeah. wife's Instagram again? Um. Oh, thanks for asking. It's ATL Food Writer. Okay, so let's. She does lot. And then um, together. Don't forget that. Yeah, I'm on that one. Heard. Heard. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't run off. They're both writers. That means they're real journalists. Yeah, <laughs> we're not TV people. <laughs> 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 yeah. Where can they find us? Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, most of your favorite podcast apps. Nigel, <laughs> you know what you can do? What's that? Hey, Alexa, play that beat. Nigel, podcast. You got to say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I try to mix it up. Yeah. You do a little different. Hey, so, aren't we on the uh, the socials? Yeah. Uh, Twitter. You're, Thanks, you are. Brooke. You Instagram. are staying strong with the artist formerly known as Twitter. What? This is my issue. You are loyal. You know, if I if I if I'm on Twitter, I tweet you, right? Am I supposed to X you now on X? Get the fuck out of here! It sounds terrible. No, I'm just saying that you <laughs> just you are you are you remain loyal to the to the actual platform. to the play. Yeah, that's fine. You know, we out we out here. Anyway, uh, <laughs> before you pop off, yeah. Before you pop off, um, we're gonna play the close. Hang out for just a second. Yeah, because we you know we got to right, play cool. your, your Thanks, video. Guys. All right, sis. So. Don't don't nice don't run you. off real quick. Stand by. You've been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff, hosted by Nigel Woodbury and that other guy, Nick Parker. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, providing bumper-to-bumper graphic design, promo products, and print services. Find them at direoil.com. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors. Find Beers with Nigel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.